0: Show United States of America! Break your mind! Cross the line, now say the truth. No. Why don't you
1: take it back? Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 10.25 of the Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast, now powered by GorillaPosition.com, for Saturday, November 4th, 2017. On today's special edition of the show, we've got some Bound for Glory talk with our friend Ryan K. Bowman of the GorillaPosition.com, and of course, more. But before we dive in, it's my obligation to tell you this is a podcast by the fans for the fans, bringing you all the news that is news from across the professional wrestling world, talking creative, the business aspects of professional wrestling, and of course, giving our unsolicited opinions. You can contact the show on Twitter at HTMPWPod, on Facebook at HittingTheMarks. Drop us an email at HittingTheMarks at gmail.com. You can also now find us on TheGorillaPosition.com. My name is Jargo. I'll be your host for the day. Joined alongside, well, nobody. Rick is currently in Ohio, somewhere, at a bar. We were going to try to record the SmackDown review show, and unfortunately... It was just too loud. We couldn't do it. So what we have here is a conversation with Ryan K. Bowman that we recorded a little bit earlier today. Hopefully the sound quality is not too bad for you as we talk some Bound for Glory, what to expect for tomorrow, and where TNA goes from here, TNA, GFW, Impact, whatever the name of the company is going to be this week. So enjoy this interview with Ryan. I'll be back right after the uh, interview here, and we'll uh, hype up next show. Okay? Yeah, the next show, because we're going to do that tomorrow. All right. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
2: Well, I'll say we just dive in here, man. Let's just kind of let's.
1: Well, yeah, let's go ahead and let's talk about Bound for Glory. Freestyle um, of it. Yeah. Absolute freestyle. On the horn with us right now, we've got Ryan Gabe Bowman of thegorillaposition.com. Thanks for joining us, Ryan.
2: Guys. All right. You know, before we jump in anything, I you know, just want to let everyone out there know, you know, that. We have been busting about the news that you're going to start highlighting us over at Uh Thank you, thank you, sir. What a great honor to have our show, part of, of your fantastic operation going on over there.
3: I'll say, I, I, know, I know controversy equals cash. And anytime I bring you guys on board, there may be a little controversy. End
1: oh, of the day,
3: there's some cash.
1: We're, we're definitely <laughs> uh, controversial, there, there is that. Well, we're just going to do a little bit of an impromptu bound for glory preview show here, because we're going to pump this thing out tonight. Bound for glory is tomorrow. If anybody has any insight into what's going on with impact wrestling right now, it's Mr. Ryan K Bowman over at the gorilla com.
3: Fortunate to get to talk to uh, a lot of the people there with the company and get to know them. And there's a few uh, misconceptions I think about impact. I think, uh, a lot of uh, people think, oh, it's a sinking ship and everybody all, and all the mice are jumping off. Um, I, there's a little different vibe. I'm sure there's some of that and there's always going to be negative people in every company. But for the most part, I've had a great experience dealing with the people there. And, you know, as a guy that's a wrestling fan first to get to do stories on these guys and talk to them. You know, like I said, EC3 called me from the car yesterday. You know, so you, they, they do things a little more informal. Uh, that may be. Uh, that may shoot them in the foot once in a while, but for the most part, I, I've enjoyed dealing with the company. And as far as their PR and, and stuff is concerned, they're great at that side of it. I tell you, that's, that's got to be pretty cool, Ryan. That you're just kind of just at the house with the wife and all that,
2: and, and you get a phone call from EC3. <laughs> it's usually has, somebody
3: from media who who's that. afforded those things. You know, that's awesome. It's an interesting life. That's for sure. I, I wouldn't say it's a cool life. It's definitely an interesting one.
1: <laughs> God, the most interesting person that calls me is Rick.
2: You're damn Rick. lucky that I do this every week. <laughs> I, I, speak,
3: I speak to Rick. I speak to Rick on a regular basis, and it's always an adventure from my my perspective on things.
1: Try recording a show with him, man. Jeez. Hey, hold on.
3: You, you was an
2: adventure today. What are you guys sipping on? Because I'm going to let you know that I, I got a fireball here in front of me with... Uh, and a couple of lights ready to go.
1: I'm just watching the Hawkeyes beat the Buckeyes. I'm loving it. So let's talk a little bit of impact here. What match are you guys most excited for? That's on the card tomorrow. I know for me personally, it's anytime LAX is on my TV. I'm watching it.
3: I, I got oh. you know. Obviously, I'm going to jump right jump right in and go to the main event on it. Uh, I, I I'm just I I think Johnny Impact's going to walk out of there with the belt.
1: Well, I was just going to ask you which you were considering the main event because I have heard a little bit of talk back and forth that there's a, a lot invested in this deal with the American top team. What's going on with Lashley? That's
3: yeah, probably one of the hottest stories in wrestling right now. Angle. Absolutely, and, and I know, Rick, you've, you've also been following it as well, but it's it, as, as you've seen... It's kind of a real life story that's played out on television because there has been a lot of question about how much Lashley is going to be involved with pro wrestling and or MMA.
2: Yeah, it's. it's I mean, that's one of the beautiful things in wrestling. Your your best programs you got going on is when Fabkin is into reality. You get that real feel. You get that sense there. You know, is he is he going to go MMA? Does he want wrestling? I always enjoyed it too, like you know, Cornette in Cornet and... They were getting involved, you know, it's us versus them. That was that great dynamic.
1: Well, I mean, for me, when I first saw this thing starting to play out, the first week of it when Moose just went in there, I was kinda like, uh, eh, this is kind of eye rolling, but they've invested me in the story. And I mean, there's gotta be some finances tied up here when you're talking Lashley, King Mo, Stephen Bonner, and obviously they have a lot invested in Moose. Is Eli Drake and Johnny Impact officially going to be the main event? Do we know that?
3: Nope. Paper. <laughs> on paper it is, I guess. I, I Obviously, the tie-in with American Top Team has a lot of crossover. The, that MMA crowd, uh, pro wrestling's always died to get a piece of that MMA audience and, and kind of sell the legitimacy of sports entertainment. Um, at the same time, though, I mean, come on, you're going into your biggest, Matt, probably your biggest card Maybe in history, but the way some people say, it's a survival night tomorrow night. So you've got to put over your championship strong, and, and I think you have to. As much as I think Eli Drake's been a really credible champion, and he and he picked up the ball whenever they gave it to him to run. I, I think going forward and heading into 2018, the company's gotta they've got to invest in Johnny Impact as the face of the franchise. I'm
2: gonna go, with, you know, kind of jump on Ryan's bandwagon there. I, yeah, this has potential to be one of those matches that just really at the end of the night. People sit back, and it puts them back on the map. They're just wild by how good this thing could go down.
1: I'm in the opposite camp. I'm sticking with Eli Drake. To me, Eli Drake is exactly what Impact needs. He's a homegrown star. He's not a guy who made his name somewhere else. And to me, that's the, the route that I'm sticking with right now. I want as Impact-branded as I can get. And Johnny Mundo is still Johnny Mundo. I don't even know. Is he... F- full-time with impact wrestling now like will he be at all the tapings upcoming
3: well yeah he's he's committed
1: well i mean it helps when they're recording so much tv in such a small amount of space how much tv are they recording this next week do we know that yet
3: really certain it's six weeks over three days
1: six weeks or
3: or eight weeks over three days it might be eight weeks over three i'm not sure i know the 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 schedule it'll continue on into i believe thursday in ottawa then they come home and and that will be the tv for the rest of the year through 2017 that'll be basically i guess essentially what they do from so so i guess that is what six seven weeks of television
1: yeah that'll take them straight into 2018 before the next set of tapings have you heard anything about where oh, the next no. set of tapings are going to be? Will they be up there, or are they going to be back in the impact zone?
3: Back in 2018, we'll probably be in Orlando, but I can tell you guys that I'm I am quite certain that there's going to be a lot of filming being taken place up in Canada in 2018, and and it makes sense. I mean, Anthem is a Canadian-based company. Uh, there's a lot of there's some cost issues too that help out by filming. Like there's a lot of companies that film in Vancouver um, because it's a good area, much like Atlanta here, um, you know, where you get a lot of tax breaks and a lot of incentives to to film there. So Anthem might be looking at that as a cost cutting measure too. See, that's pretty interesting. That's really
2: interesting. You really didn't really, you know, when you hear about things like that, you don't think about that angle with it.
1: Yeah. I know Vancouver and British Columbia have been Hollywood hotbeds for a few years now. Makes a lot of sense.
2: I, I don't know if you guys noticed, you know, on Monday morning here in Southern Ohio, we're, we're already clearing out the streets. Uh, people already got their lawn chairs on the sidewalks. They are getting ready because we are going to have a huge parade. Just everything brings home those titles to us here.
1: No way. No way. O-V-E, baby. No way.
2: having a party of parties Monday morning.
1: Ryan, all this. How do you see this going down? lax. Obviously, Rick and I are opposite ends of the spectrum here.
3: Well, you know my my guy K Dog would he would just he would totally you know he would hate me if I if I went against the boys the guys LAX man I mean that's that's the homeboys so I got to stick with them man I mean I, 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 would, I would, love give them me. would give edge
2: K Dog that edge I gotta
3: give it LAX man. what's that I would give K
2: Dog that edge there but Sammy Callahan coming to the corner this weekend.
1: Has that been confirmed? Is Sammy Callahan going to be at Bound for Glory?
3: On television. Ryan, do you know about that? Or? I, 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 All I know is that it's been teased on television. Uh, that's been speculated by, I think, a couple of the sites out there. As soon as they saw the thumbs-down scene on television, everybody jumped on it being possibly being Sammy Callahan. I... I no one, and I, I really mean this. No one in the company has come to me and said this is what's going to happen. Yeah. I, I, they, they just don't do that, you know. But at the same time, you know, I mean, it's interesting. It, it, it I love that it plays into their indie background. I, I think that's something that WWE misses out on—the fact that that they get to keep their identities for the most part. Now they're able to play on that background that they, they can bring that local fan following with them. Angles like that play angles from the indies up into. impact television show i think that would be that would make perfect sense and help some of these guys keep the fan following
1: you'll have my answer to if sammy callahan will be at bound for glory at about 6 a.m because if he's not in japan then i'm guessing he's going to be in ottawa and i'm going to be very disappointed because i think switchblade is supposed to make his debut tonight and if it's not sammy callahan i'm going to be very disappointed
3: out of all the people I've talked to, there were no reports of a Sammy sighting, but I didn't ask either.
1: Cause I've also heard speculation that Jay white could be switchblade. And that just does not fit his character at all to me.
2: Right. And Brian, I got a question here for you. You're kind of Mr. All things impact wrestling with us. You know, I kind of looked through this card here. Is there any concern that they're actually, you know, three of these big matches are telling the same story. Like, like invasions, with, you know, arguments with outside entities. I mean, you've got that with with OVE versus the uh, the Crash organization. You've got that with Team Impact versus Team Play. You have that with you know with um, I'm looking here with like Moose and Lashley and all that whole thing. You know, it's kind of like they're, they're feuding with outside. It's too much going on? Similar storylines.
3: I actually think this was originally the global force model was, I mean, to, to go back and rehash that, that that was the plan was to companies and essentially make it a network together and, and benefit, you know, make it mutually beneficial. But uh, since all this has happened, I, I do believe they're playing out the string on some of these things, but I, I don't think uh, impact has closed the door on, you know, other companies coming in and they're being. Being a competitive situation between, say, Impact and A or Impact and Pro Wrestling Noah, uh, some of the companies that they have agreement with.
1: Have they played up very much at all the Johnny Impact A connection? Have they played that up on TV very much at all?
3: I not really. I don't. I mean, I from what I have seen, I, I've no, not noticed it played up a lot. So I guess if I haven't noticed it, I, you know, it's not too much. Um, I think that they're basically branding him the franchise by giving him the name.
1: It's just crazy to <laughs> me that they're portraying him as such a baby face.
3: Well, it's like a 180, right?
2: Because he's like... The and then he's like this super there.
1: heel in AAA. And, of course, you have the AAA invasion and the AAA guys are heels. But yet, Johnny Mundo is... It's so confusing to me. John Hannigan in general, kind of confuses me sometimes with his names. I don't think anybody's been named after a show more than John Hannigan. I am looking forward to that match, though. Yep.
3: I forgot he was originally Johnny Nitro, too. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, and John Morrison, I think, is how a lot of people know him.
2: Hold on, that's kind of funny. Uh, You got got Johnny Nitro, Johnny Impact, I I mean, what's... Was he resurfaced somewhere else and be Johnny Roll or something like
1: that? Or well, yeah, and Johnny Moon, though. I mean, guy gets around. We, right there's before we started re- recording, <laughs> <laughs> right before we started recording, we found out that Taya is not going to be at Bound for Glory. Is there any chance that Rosemary just gets added into Sienna, Alley, Gail, Kim, make it a fatal four way? Or are they going to find something else for Rosemary so. altogether?
3: She's one of their best female performers, and she she is definitely somebody that's going to go a long way. It makes no sense now. You've lost one of your performers in the in the four what was uh, you know a four way dance at one time, and now you've lost one. Of the, it, it only makes sense to just solidify that championship match and put Rosemary one of your better and and quite frankly, as a reward for everything she's gone through recently, she should be in that title match.
1: Rick, is that what I you think would
2: that, do? Really, I think that that's actually something you probably don't come out and announce it because the fans love her. And you see the other three ladies in there, you know, they're kind of getting ready to each other, getting ready to ring that bell and then hit her music is a, a surprise entry into that matchup. A huge pop for her. And she, she belongs in there. You no, know, unless they can reach out and bring in like a great surprise up for her. Completely with Ryan, you put her in a, in a championship match.
1: Who do you guys see going over in that match? My money's on Gail Kim.
3: Certainly open Gail Kim. I think it, this is her moment, and she's getting ready to walk away. She's been talking about it for a while. I, I really do like the idea of her being crowned the, the knockouts champion and retiring and passing the bells along. And then you open up all the options for all these other girls. <laughs> Wide tournament or or a, a a gauntlet match or something, but yeah, I I think with what Gail's meant, she pretty much made the knockouts division.
1: She is <laughs> the she knockouts was... division to me. Could you
2: see a scenario where maybe she takes the, the title here and then retires it, and they do come out with more of a traditional women's championship stuff, but you know off of the knockouts, which kind of had that play with the TNA and all that. Not that I find knockouts offensive in any way, but you know how the world is today.
3: Yeah, I could see that. I can, I can see, that too. see that
2: introduce a new championship.
1: Well, they are redoing all the belts. We're supposed to be getting new belts tomorrow, right? Featuring
3: the global titles anymore. I, I, all the all the images that you see out there online right now are obviously from the T V tapings that took place, you know, two months ago. So you're seeing Eli on television with the, the green title you know, or whatever that is, round shaped title. But when he comes out tomorrow night live for Bound for Glory, he'll he'll have an impact heavyweight title. As as will everybody else.
1: Abyss versus Grotto. So I kind of cool to look
2: forward to. Now, I'm looking through this card here, Ryan. You know, the only one that really stands out to me and I actually enjoyed the story behind this. But when we get down to Abyss versus uh Grotto for that in that monsters ball match, I don't know if the match
1: really does a lot for
2: me, but I did enjoy the story.
1: I think this match is gonna be hilarious.
3: Yeah, Grado. He's a he's a, a he's definitely a funny guy. Um, I don't think we'll see a whole lot. It won't look a lot like ballet. It won't look much like wrestling.
1: I'm curious. But, uh, I'm curious which match is going to be better: Abyss versus Grado, or Suzuki versus Toro Yano. I'm curious which is going to be a better match.
3: Yeah, I mean, technically speaking, it's pretty tight. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's certainly the one that kind of picked that really jumps out to me. Like, I don't really know what to expect there. Uh, So I guess another question here for you. Getting to the X Division. Is there ever, like, a feeling that they need to stop just throwing so many people into these things? Or is that,
3: like, you need to have have all that fast-paced excitement? when you know you'd have, it would be a treat to get you know uh, Saban and Styles and Christopher Daniels in a three way X division match or something. You know, that was the days when the division was just really, uh, maybe, maybe even hotter than the cruiserweight division of the '90s in WCW. I mean, it was something like we had never seen before. It's lost its luster. I'd like to see Garza Jr. be the guy they put the belt on and let him run with it for a while. He, he's got a tremendous personality. He's a good looking kid. And he's a good performer. Uh, and he's got a pedigree. I'd love to see him uh, get a run with the belt. And um, I'm kind of with you. I'd like to see it kind of become more mano-a-mano going forward.
2: I was thought when, I mean, like you were saying, I mean, it was amazing when it got going. And you, you had Styles and Joe and uh, uh, Skipper and Daniels and all those guys that were putting this thing on the map. I mean, it actually, it, it was something special in the world of professional wrestling. It stood out. It, it kind of defined what the promotion was about. But then, after when Hogan and Bischoff kind of came in, it almost like they, man, they just they, they just tore it apart. It ruined everything. And I, always, I kind of thought after that, maybe they should just go away with it.
1: Would it surprise you to see the X Division go away after tomorrow night?
3: Very I, I similarly to the we were,
1: Knockouts Division. Just,
3: I I was going to say Rick brought up a point. Somebody brought up a couple years ago after it was kind of buried under the Hogan regime of. What if you sent it away for a while and then brought it back years later with like a resurgence, maybe even a different name or something similar, a uh, Super X title or something like that? Um, that's been talked about, I think, in the past. I, I don't know. I mean, that's several years ago that it was it was discussed. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm totally for the idea of rename it the Divas title as far as the X division, I don't think he's got to go away. I just think you need to clean up the division. And like Rick said, make build these guys up as having rivalries one-on-one as opposed to 15 guys in the ring. at once.
1: Personally, I think what I would do is I would retire the knockout with Gail Kim. And I think I would retire the X division title here and just try to separate myself as far as I can from that TNA name. Like they're, rebooting the company yet again. But do it right this time rather than we're going to bring this with us, but we're not bringing that with us and just wipe the slate and start over.
3: I mean, it's odd. We were talking about John Morrison slash Mundo all the way through, you know, for, for impact, because they both kind of had multiple personalities. They've all had, they've had uh, about four different names each and and um, it, it's really time at this point, especially after this this thing that happened. We're going forward under this banner, and now we're going under this way. Tonight, or tomorrow night, I'm sorry, has to be the point, the defining point for them going forward. They've got a lot on the table tomorrow, and, and, and established establishing the brand is the one, the main thing.
1: I saw tickets for Bound for Glory are sold out. But at that same time, I also saw that. What in the hell is going on back there? Where? I don't know where. Oh, noise here? Yeah. Uh,
2: Beaner was in the mop closet. I guess somebody spilled something out front.
1: Rick, are you locking people in the mop closet again? Dude, I, you know, I'm at a,
2: a professional place of business here. You know, they have to maintain what they got going on here.
3: <laughs> yeah. A professional place of business, he means bar. <laughs> hey, this is, actually, this is actually my old bar when I lived down here in Cincinnati. <laughs> it just sounded like construction was going on for a while in the background.
1: It sounded like the bar was about ready to beat in the door.
3: I actually was knocking on the table. I didn't,
2: want to yell at, I didn't want to yell at Peter. I wanted him to go bring me another drink. So I thought, like, I was waving my hands. he wasn't looking at me. So then I started knocking on the table. <laughs> ah. None of which got his attention. The pitfalls of the business world. So going forward, I'll just—I don't care what you guys are saying. When I need a drink, I'll just yell to the person bringing
1: He acts as if he's ever cared about what we're saying.
0: Well, I didn't—I didn't, really,
2: I, I didn't even know your last name for well since i have oh, we've been friends for a year and we've been going to the show for two months. <laughs> I didn't even know your name, last name. Uh, that's a good that's that's a story for another time there ryan I was constantly mispronouncing his name
1: anything else bound you for glory. To say about bound for glory going forward or the company going a, forward at this point
2: i had a question for ryan here you know he's he's got he's on the pulse what's going on there What what do you think people are going to be talking about Monday, Ryan, is, is this going to be a great step forward? Is it going to rejuvenate people's faith and what they've got going on here? <laughs> or, I mean, what's the feeling going to be?
3: Is a terrific question. Uh, well, as I'm saying again, I, I regardless of the outcome, and I agree, Eli Drake, you'd be fine with either one of these guys as the top. Eli Drake is a franchise-type player too. Uh, now he's proven that, I think. But either way, you have to come out has your title looking strong looking like the face of the company and, and honestly I hope for sake that Monday morning that's what people are talking about they're talking about the main event and hopefully one match that that blows everybody away maybe it's the females match maybe it's the, maybe it's the X division match but you want your title match to look strong and you want that sleep card, and, and if you can accomplish that tomorrow night, then it's a win. It's grand pack, and they need a win.
2: You know, again, looking at this card, I and mean, there's like you're saying, it's, it really does hinge on that big championship match, your top title. But going down this thing, you know, all the all the championship matches, maybe not so much. With, you know, a lot of stuff going on in there, but between your your knockouts and your tag team and your top title, there's some there's a lot of potential for something special to happen here.
3: The talent is there in the company. It always has been. I mean, there's been some times when it's the rough, and it's that's mostly been management's fault. Probably the most mismatched company that's survived in the history of wrestling. Having said that, the talent, the young talent's there. You hear so many people rave about the indies, the indie, going to an indie wrestling show. Well, you're looking at, of indie wrestlers now that are getting a shot in Impact, or international wrestlers. You know, if somebody really wants to study wrestling, uh, the, the, the hidden gems are on the Impact roster. As I mentioned, there's some guys on, the, on this, this roster that I think, if people tune in tomorrow night, they're gonna, they're gonna really surprise some folks.
1: On paper, this looks like a really good show. I Just, just looking at the talent matchups, without any knowledge of any creative... If this was an indie card, this would be a really good show. I'm interested now, to you- see what they do with it.
3: The bad thing is there's such a negative connotation with the company, and, and it's, it's, some of it is rightfully deserved, and some of it is unfair, but it almost gets to the point now where, like Rick said, you almost have to blow the audience away just to impress them a little bit. Do you agree
0: with that, Rick?
3: That. Well, you you... you.
2: You know, you're talking where you say, you know, this was an indie card. Well, this would get praised out the ass. Everyone would love this thing. So there is that kind of that negative. Actually, the, I know I've, I've shared this term with you before. I we were sitting just kind of joking, but Ryan's actually the one that me and him came up with it. It has that Jim Heard stank on it. Yes. <laughs> you
3: need to try to just kind of watch, you know, get rid of that.
1: I'm not sure how you do that.
3: I think you'd call that in with impact. You'd call it the Dixie Dank that they still have. I
2: was <laughs> <on. laughs> like, uh, something that Mr. Jocker might be cheaping on sometimes over there. The Dixie Dank.
1: Well, one big aspect it, of this show, one big aspect of the show that we haven't even discussed. If you want to talk about shit that stinks is, Alberto El Patron's involvement in this thing. Do we have any confirmation of, of of what his role is going to be at Bound for Glory tomorrow night?
3: We, we did the press conference today, and uh, um, <laughs> I'm not really sure what's going on with Alberto. I, I, I came... Enlightened than when I went in. And I I don't mean that as an insult to him, but he's really, you can tell, and things were up in the air. He's really not been in the loop company. So he almost seems a bit, uh, I I don't want to say confused. I I mean, obviously he knows what he's doing, but I think he's at this point, when he talked to the media today, was very wary about what he said because he wasn't exactly sure.
1: He's not even necessarily sure of his involvement at this point. He knows what he's doing, but he's not exactly sure why or where it goes from there. Is that kind of the feeling you were getting? They
2: don't—they don't ruin that title match by putting him in there, do they?
1: Well, I've heard speculation that he may be used in like a guest referee capacity.
2: I would—I I wouldn't even touch that. Don't do not
3: overbook it. Just let go out there and wow with their talents. Hey, uh, my—I want to clear up what I was saying, and in, in the. Everywhere now, but today, I, if you, if you hear it, it's basically what what's happened with these shows being in the can uh, for so many weeks is when we talk to the folks in their mind, they're trying to go through like where are we in the storyline right now. So I don't say something or give away something that I'm not supposed to. So even if it's been taped and there's spoilers out there, the rest or still don't want to give away anything. So today, with him just being back in the mix, he was really confused. Like, what should I? Or as in character or whatever what should i reveal and what should i have it because there were a couple of points when he even said has this you no know, and so it wasn't so much that he was just a complete dolt about the company it was more of he was protecting storylines so he didn't reveal a lot about his role either at bound for glory or going forward because i think he was kind of trying to protect things creatively kind of a little spinoff question there ryan when you
2: when you guys were on those conference calls how many how many of there are you on those things?
3: Uh, my guess is anywhere from ten to fifteen of us. That's pretty and then it's kind of like slot it like, okay, this is your turn to ask a question, or is it I don't really know because I mean I, I obviously I handle I'm I'm sort of a little because they've got it set up to where I do the last one so we can close the thing down and all that stuff. So I just know exactly what times when I chime in. So I don't really know how they handle it. The media folks handle it on on their side. Um, Right. You know, I just, I know usually about the time I'm supposed to time and everything that I do. And it's just mainly for continuity. I'm not really in on it or part of the management of the whole thing. It's just, I know for continuity's sake, uh, Ross sort of likes to get it running and the media relations people. So I guess because I kind of understand the timeline Get him out of there at the end. You know? So, it hey ain't nothing wrong with being the closer. Yeah, I, I never thought I'd have a nickname, but now I do. I guess.
1: I like it. You should run with that.
2: Hey, it's like, hey, you're the main eventer.
3: Uh, well, I I tell you what, I at 5:30 in the morning when I crack that laptop open and I'm just getting that first cup of coffee, I do not feel like a main eventer. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. If I get a little bit of payoff or a little chance, a little little taste of the spotlight once a week for five seconds, I guess it's all worth it, right?
2: I mean, it's, it just sounds you know, so incredible to get to be a part of that stuff and involved with it. It's
3: like us, you know, looking at you, I mean, it's just, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it is to me too. I step back, you know, sometimes and think, you know, well, three months ago I did this and then that seems like so long ago because so many things happen in the course of a week and you get to cool. I mean, it is great. Talk, the wrestlers are cool. You know, the, 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 girls are cool. The guys are cool. They're, they're fun to talk to. We have a blast with some of the interviews and, um, you know, like I said, one of the, it's hard when you hear people just totally rip the company and everything else. And then you made a connection with a few people there. Guy's so cool. He's such a nice guy. And he helped me out with this and he retweeted my story to, you know, promote it and all this stuff, you know, so it's hard to just, Fire shots at people when you you have had the chance to get to know them a little bit. So when it sounds like I'm being soft on them, I'm just being fair because I can see things from their perspective. At the same time, I'll be the first one to tell you, as I said, tomorrow night, one tomorrow night, it can't be a C plus show. It needs to be an A.
2: And they have to knock it out of the park. They they have to wow some people. And you're still going to have those haters there, but was, you know, as long as you just get a couple people hyping it up and did and push it. Hey, this was a good show. That's going to be a tremendous step in the right direction for them.
1: I agree. And again, I think uh, it's going to be a big uh, show tomorrow.
3: You guys, this question, you know, w- 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 let's go to the flip side on that. What if it is a D minus show? What if it, what if all this stuff that looks good on paper turns out? I mean, we've seen some WCW pay-per-views in the past that look really good on paper. One of and them we happened in my hometown. Out, what, what, what if what if what, what if it's totally in the toilet tomorrow night? What happens? What what is what is everybody talking about Monday morning then? Or what are they saying? And we told you. Well, I we I would you. think That's I would think that you
2: You have nothing to lose. Don't overbook the show. Rely on great wrestling, storytelling, but you have nothing to lose. If you fail, if you swing and miss, you're still just the next morning still well, I don't even know what the hell you call it TNA, Global Force Impact And it, you just move on But just For them to really Change that perspective That other people have You know, like, Ooh, you know Maybe they are doing something there You're always going to have your haters But they have nothing to lose Going into this show
1: Oh I think they have everything to lose Going into this show The last I knew They just signed a new deal With Pop TV, right?
3: Yes And that TV that deal is not lucrative that is not a that is not a paying deal. Yeah, right? they, they they're pretty much paying pop to be on there, correct? Trade deal. I don't, okay. I don't really get into too much of the financial stuff, but I I I know for a fact that they're not getting. You know, it's not like a USA Network with WWE where here's three hours. Can you fill these with money? You know, it's more of a bond for deed type of situation, for lack of a better term, with with Impact.
1: So my question is could Anthem pull out of that Pop TV deal? Or if Anthem doesn't have the content to give to Pop TV, then what happens?
0: My understanding
3: is that while I was with the company, there was a lot of strong talks going on with the spike. Um, at, to the point that they were even talking about maybe doing uh, like, where I guess kind of in the vein of Explosion, uh, the old show that they had, where it would be one would be on syndication somewhere or like the weekend show, and the other one would be the, or however they did it, weekly show on Spike. I know that that was a rumor that was out there. I've never heard At that. As soon as I'd heard that, then all the chaos broke out, and him having to step aside. So, a lot of that stuff I've not. I don't know if they can get out. I'm sure in the situation they're in, I don't think POP TV would put up a big fight. Even with the agreement, I think if if Anthem wanted to get out of it and a major network wanted to make that deal happen, probably a single little piece of paper with somebody's name in the right-hand corner to get it done. What's POP's reach? How many households are they in?
2: Not not enough. Um, I know... know, I know, looking at it, though, that Impact still is, you know, everyone kind of jokes about their viewership there, but it's still one of their programs that they offer.
1: Well, yeah, but the programs they're offering are like reruns of soap operas, man. I mean, the the lead into Impact is The Young and the Restless.
2: I switched it up. I thought it was The Love Boat. Yeah. Have you guys watched The Love Boat? That was one of the worst television shows I've ever seen. It's just
1: bad. You're just obsessed with thinking about Alicia Fox in that outfit. Hey, sexy Foxy. As far as your question about pop TV, I know they're on DirecTV because I get pop TV. And it's not like DirecTV is some small little company that doesn't have much reach. I think the issue is there's just people aren't watching that network because there's nothing worth watching on that network
3: satellite isn't the problem i think both DirecTV and dish carry it i don't know if it's basic but i think it's on the second tier of cable channels which most people have the problem is companies a lot of the cable like my local cable provider doesn't carry pop but if you have dish network or direct tv you can get it so it's that dish customer then yeah it's a lot more access but like i said several of the local cable companies do not carry some of the smaller, I guess you would say, satellite cable companies, those ones that are on the end of the dial.
1: Who owns Pop TV? Do we know? Like, what? who's their parent company?
3: Mm. It's actually company. It's a, it's a company-based, I think, the former Ukraine or Slovenia or something like that.
1: Oh, interesting. I thought maybe that was... Uh like, I know Sinclair owns a bunch of, like, the Tennis Channel and shit like that.
3: See, there's a couple different pop TVs. I've always gotten confused by that because there's a U.S. pop and then there's a an, an European pop TV. And one of them is based in, like, one of these, like, Hungarian countries or something. But now the pop here to be something totally different. But I have the no TV idea. TV is owned
1: by the, the CBS Corporation. Here,
2: C- CBS Corporation and Lionsgate Entertainment.
3: Here, here we go. Here's where my confusion is. There actually is three different pop net, three different services called Pop Network.
0: Jeez.
3: You heard of in the past was in Europe. So this is actually owned by CBS. Yeah, The sad thing is that we have to Google it. It's that.
1: Well, because I mean, uh, originally, wasn't Pop TV like the TV Guide channel?
2: Yes. And I then, believe so. I think it was. And it,
1: and then it evolved into Pop TV, kind of like UPN became the CW and blah, blah, blah.
2: Well, you know, you said you look at some of their sister channels, CBS, the CW, Showtime, the movie channel, Flix. Those are some major networks there.
3: I'm glad you guys brought it up because if uh, this is great show prep or for somebody who actually covers impact, I had no idea for a year and a half. I thought we were giving you know, our money and our viewership away to former communists and it's actually a U.S. based <laughs> company. I, no, I'm serious. Somebody asked me, I said, I, I I'm pretty sure that that's like a, a foreign agency and that's why we don't get it everywhere. But <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: yeah, I mean, oh, CBS, no. I mean, oh, no. it's, you know, it's, it's not like pop TV is the El ray network. You know what? That's that's really the point here. I mean, El Ray has a very very small reach. I don't think that's necessarily the issue with Pop. It's just nobody has a reason to watch Pop.
3: It's all in the confusion. Get on FX the, or get on Spike. They will know who, who you are.
1: I, I would say probably the biggest show that Pop TV runs, other than Impact, is Big Brother After Dark. That's probably their most highest rated show throughout the year.
3: Think about it. I, I, I uh, someone had said, "Yeah, it's a foreign company, and they have bought up these American TV interests, and blah 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 blah." So I've just gone with that. Had you guys never asked? And I, I actually googled it right now on the show. That sounds so. Hey, they've got other cable networks. Here's a thought: if Impact would like to move someplace big, maybe CBS could move them to a better network that they own.
1: Exactly. I mean, there's no reason that Anthem couldn't negotiate that just with the Pop TV distribution, unless CBS is doing nothing more than an umbrella corp here, which is entirely possible.
3: I'm also just glad we're not laying
1: down with the Ruskies. So I'm
3: glad the Russians haven't invaded the yet. It's the only. It's the last bastion of America that they haven't infiltrated.
2: <laughs> an impact now. And Pop TV. Uh, Brian, I didn't know if you'd have a... For Sinclair, how many stations do you have under that umbrella?
3: Well, Sinclair's the biggest television... Cluster of television uh, affiliates in the, in North America. They're the largest as of... Uh, they also purchased, I believe, WGN not too long ago. That deal and, is uh, still yeah, in
1: the works. The Tribune deal is still in the works. They, they have to sell off some stations and hope that the Trump cabinet and the FCC approved some other things. And I don't think that deal is final yet is at least the last that I had heard. The deal had been approved through Sinclair and through Tribune, but not through the federal government yet.
3: Talk that the two companies that might be working together impact and ring of honor. And I mean that, that that's been broached. I don't know if that's true or not.
1: I see. I don't see how that's feasible because of the new Japan partnership and then Impact's partnership with NOAA and uh, AAA when New Japan is hooked up with CMLL, as is Ring of Honor. Like they already have their own little group going over there.
3: Yeah, they kind of We get the, I'm sorry. We go just real quick. Once a year, we get the obligatory Ring of Honor and TNA or Ring of Honor and Impact are going to start working together. We get that story about once a year and it came out last week so i i thought it it was my duty to just float it out there so anyway sorry rick go ahead
2: i was was gonna kind of throw out there i know you got your tight ties with impact there who would you say is the the second biggest wrestling promotion in like western society is it ring of honor or is it impact still
3: of honor, I, I honestly the the biggest thing that makes Ring of Honor what it is and New Japan is the Bullet Club, and it, whether you love them or hate them or you don't like their wrestling styles or whatever, they are a force uh, financially in the wrestling industry, and where they go, money goes, and that following goes. Um, people can say they're selling out two thousand seat places, doesn't matter, they're selling out. Uh, you can budget your show every single night I, if you tell me. I'm going to sell out 500 seats.
0: I'll make money on 500
3: seats. If you tell me 5,000, I'll make money on 5,000. But if I can book it, if you're going to sell that place out, then you're a moneymaker. And that's what they are. And that's why ring of honor. Uh, and in my opinion, Cody, the best all around worker in the business right now. Uh, yeah. Ring of honor style wise and financially. Is everything right now is number two impact. Get there too. They just, They're in a regrouping stage right now.
2: How close is Impact to getting back on the road for house shows, live events?
3: Talked to as early as spring. They did do the New York East Coast swing during the summer. Uh, Reports are it didn't go very well for them. They didn't get out of what they they were hoping for, especially attendance-wise. But obviously going to Ottawa uh, with the attendance there and have gotten in Orlando – um, you know, you, I, I would think it down um, to, and this is a cop-out answer, but if it makes money then it makes sense, you know, uh, that, that's the, that's the whole thing for the company right now, because I don't think they're in a position to just, you know, just bleed money just for, on a whim. Just for the sake of doing it there. And,
2: well, you want to build up where you even have that need. Uh, I think, you know, didn't WCW do that when Bishop first came in they realized we are wasting so much money. So let's pull it back and make people hunger for it more. Let's get on a roll, and then we'll reintroduce that stuff.
3: I think that's a I I think their strategy right now, it, at this point, you know, you got to put a rudder on the ship in some direction. They have been kind of having to float in a circle with sharks swimming around for the last six months because. It, With all due respect, and and I I really, really like Jeff Jarrett, but they put their faith in a guy who was on the verge of, and maybe he didn't even know it at the time.
1: Yeah, I think the problem there was Jeff never should have been in that position.
3: And and honestly, for his own sake, he probably shouldn't have been.
1: Exactly, exactly. That's exactly what I meant.
2: He he just didn't even realize inside that that self-destruct was happening.
3: You know, especially when you're constantly in front of cameras and microphones and you're on the go, 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 go. And I can I can see that. And I'm glad that people in the media took easy on him when he finally admitted. And uh, and got, you know, that's all you can ask somebody to do. Look, you messed up. In his case, it, it almost, you know, I mean, it could have been a death knell for the company. Um, it was a, it was a big deal for the wrestling industry. What happened with Jeff at the time? But at the end of the day, it's not like the guy's just telling everybody, "Hey, f off! I'm right, you're wrong." He realized he's wrong, taking care of it. If he comes back to wrestling, I certainly hope everybody gives him another opportunity.
2: I think you know, just with the story, everyone's kind of rooting for him. You, you really can't harp on a guy. Too bad that you know is dealing with a struggle like that. You just hope the best for him and that everything works out and he turns turns everything around.
1: Well, when we got Ryan on the phone here, well, phone, computer, whatever the hell it is, he told us that he had until about 4.15. It's now 4.13. So I guess we'll cut him loose and let him go. I know he's got much more pressing issues to deal with than us.
3: I will never find better company than I'm with right now than you two gentlemen. Certainly not a better discussion or conversation, but I do have some work to do, although I would love to come back and do this more and stay longer. I'm so, first of all, let me just... Everybody. i'm thrilled to death to have you guys be a part of what we're doing at the i love the fact that you know we're separate entities but because of our relationship together we're able to work together um that's kind of what we want to do at the website i don't believe that i'm a star of anything i think there's stars out there uh that are contributing to the business that i think should be recognized and i and, I, and you guys are certainly two of them i'm going to be so happy to finally get you guys up there and every week we'll have the and, and get it out there and i'm uh, just glad to have you guys aboard with us and 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 us aboard with you uh it's kind of a symbiotic relationship
1: appreciate the kind word sir how do the sure. people find you on twitter internet email facebook instagram any any of those stalking devices
3: it's it's tricky because the last name is bowman but it has no w in the end so it's ryan k bowman one word on twitter B-O-M-A-N and on Facebook it's Ryan K. Bowman of course I'm at onewrestling.com with the great Bill Appel I appear once or twice a week in the Miami Herald and I'm the editor-in-chief of the one and only thegorillaposition.com which will be featuring
1: you guys soon thanks very much for joining us Ryan appreciate it
3: again enjoy Bound for Glory and I'm looking forward to being back on with you soon and we'll talk to you later
1: Thank you, sir. Wow, I didn't mean for him to hang up. I was just going to stop he's like, recording. He's like,
2: right. really going to run,
1: dude? <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to stop recording. He just hung up on me. Is he mad, man. So that's it for episode 10.25. Tomorrow I'm going to sit down with Rick from the comfort of his office and we'll finally get to the SmackDown show, maybe head on New Japan's Power Struggle. It's going to be a fun-filled week with Bound for Glory on top of those shows as well as the continued hype for Red versus Blue. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at HTMPW Find the show on Facebook at Hitting the Marks. Drop us an email at hittingthemarks at gmail.com. Be sure that you subscribe to Hitting the Marks on iTunes or Podbean so that you never miss an episode. Drive us that five star Meltzer review. You can also check out our support system over at thegorillaposition.com for all your pro wrestling news and stories. You can find me across all social media platforms at NotJargo. For now, we're off like a prom dress. See ya. Bunch your fingers.
0: Enable me. Give up. And I she was at home with me last night I'll be your bad guy In no way We'll be so bad Violate.